How do you make room for a dream? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about making room for an unexpected dream a new passion, a new hobby, something that you think will fulfill and brighten your life a little bit, but you have no idea how you're going to make room for it. Let's dive into today's question. Hi, Heather. A friend of mine is an old client of yours from when you worked in Massachusetts. She quotes you all the time, actually, so in a weird way, I feel like we know each other. In any case, I've just come back from a coffee date with her, and she said I should ask for your advice and that you would answer it on your podcast. You will be popping my podcast cherry. I've never listened to one before. (laughs) That's awesome. So here's where I could use help. The Boston Marathon was this past Monday, and I bailed on it. I trained for the past few months. I was in shape for it and knew what to expect. It was to have been my fifth marathon, but it was rainy, cold, and slushy, and I just didn't feel like I had anything to prove. I knew I could run the race, and I didn't want to be cold and wet for a few hours after this miserable winter we've had, so I just skipped it. At some point, marathon training lit me up. It was my whole world and greatest passion, but now I just don't care anymore. What I really want to do is train for an Ironman competition, and the bonus is that they happen to be in Hawaii, so the weather would be optimal. I've never swum in open water before with any seriousness and only have a few bike races under my belt. This kind of endurance and strength test, well, this gets me excited. I just have no idea how I could do it. Where would I find the time, the money? My husband thinks it's an insane idea, and he's already implied a lack of support. This idea though, Heather, it's not going away. I find myself researching open water swimming lessons, bike racing lessons, all of it. I find myself watching Ironman competitions online and I love everything about it. I want in. I'm ready for a new passion and a new hobby, but I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. My husband has a job that requires him to be out of town 10 to 15 nights a month. I coach a youth sports team, and I can't see past my responsibilities for something like this. Wow, this is really long-winded, but I guess what I'm asking here is how do you choose a dream when you can't see room for it in your life? I just keep thinking I shouldn't bother. What do you think? Thanks. Oh my goodness. Hi, first of all, and please do say hi to your friends for me and I'm so glad to hear from you both. That was uh, something that really made my day when I saw this pop into my inbox yesterday. So thank you for that. And I am more than happy (laughs) to pop your podcast cherry. Um, And then if you email me back after you listen to this show, I will give you a ton of other podcast shows that you should check out because I am quite the podcast junkie. Um, But let's dive into your question here. So first of all, one of the things that I want to tell you and sort of remind you is when you decided you wanted to run a Boston Marathon. I don't have this story about you that you were sitting on your couch after like weeks and weeks of inaction and low activity and suddenly decided, hey, that Boston Marathon they run every year in April, I think I'd like to give that a go. I think I'd like to run a marathon. My guess and my story is you started out as one of the morning or afternoon or evening joggers. You got into running. Maybe it was your way of working out and maybe you were a treadmill junkie at one point 
point, then you realized you liked the open road, but you just started running. And then maybe you entered a 5K or a 3K, or maybe you entered your first 10K. And once you got those races under your belt, you started to think about the half marathon, your first half marathon. Then you said, well, if I get a half marathon under my belt, maybe I could actually go for a full marathon. And maybe, and you don't say this in your letter, maybe you've done marathons outside of Boston and you've explored other cities' races, but you didn't start at zero and go to marathon. And the way you're thinking about this Ironman competition is exactly that way. You've never swum in open water with any seriousness. You have a couple of bike races under your belt. But other than that, you've never actually done anything that resembles an Ironman. And that is fine. But the reason why you can't picture yourself doing it, the reason why your husband can't picture you doing it, the reason why you can't see room for it in your life is you currently don't have a life that's making room for it. So I want you to think about finding out the training for an Ironman. I want, and my guess is you've already Googled that up to Timbuktu too, but I want you to look at the steps. When people first start to consider an Ironman, where do they start? What are their first steps that they consider? How do they learn about open water swimming? How do they get into the bike race? How do they find the money for the equipment? Because I know, I think that like Ironman competitions, you know, have special kind of suits and stuff that can go from water to land and all of that. And you probably have to spend a good amount on a bike and, and all of that. But if you look at how do people begin, look there. And then check your life for room for a beginning Ironman <laughs> trainer. See if you can carve out the time to learn the basics, to get started. Because at some point in time, your life wasn't built for morning jogging until you got up an extra hour early or put off couch time for an hour and got yourself on the road, got the sneakers on and got yourself going. So that's what I want you to think about. Figure out where you would need to begin to get yourself ready for Ironman consideration. What are the skill sets you need to learn? How do you need to learn them? And then schedule those things. Because my guess is we're talking about a couple of classes, or maybe we're talking about my guesses in the online business world. My guess is you could Google and you're going to find some online courses. Um, uh, there's Udemy actually comes to mind. You might want to check them out, but I'm sure somebody at some point has come up with online courses or maybe training guides simply on YouTube. But where would you begin? And then in your life, as it's designed now, schedule in the beginning. Then start to talk to people about it. Do a search on Facebook. See if you can join some Facebook groups for Ironman competitors and Ironman trainers and put yourself in the environment of people who share the passion and share the hobby. That's how you start to make room for something. You don't try to plan out the end goal. You just plan for the beginning. And then when your people in your life start to see you do this with regularity, 
journey, when they start to see you improve, when they see that you started this in April and in September you still care about it and you're still committed to it and you're still doing it, then it's easier for them to see it making room in their own lives for it. Right now, as soon as you say I'm training for an Ironman competition, your husband's thinking how his life has to change, how he needs to adjust for your training schedule, and you have no idea if you're even going to get there, if you're going to like it as much as you think you're going to like it, if it's going to be the thing that actually lights you up. But as soon as you bring up an idea to somebody who's already out of town for, uh, you know, um, a quarter to half of the month of a year, like uh, 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 until you (laughs) let me start that one over but he's like out of town for like a quarter of the month or half of every month he's only going to be thinking about how a change in your schedule is going to affect a change in his schedule so don't go there yet Give it a try. Put on the training wheels, so to speak. See what it looks like. Figure out, like, do you really love it? Does it really light you up? And then when you come to a place of getting better at it, of being able to own it, seeing yourself there, that's when you have the comp- the conversation with your loved ones. That's when you talk to your husband and say, listen, I know back in April 2018, you really didn't think I had a leg to stand on with this, but I've been training at this for months. I've been learning about this. I've been focused on this. I'm really excited about it. And I'm wondering if we can make room for it in our lives. Then you have this specific, measurable, observable proof of your passion, of your commitment, of your interest interest, he can see it with consistency and he can also see how it's going to start to impact his life. Then you can have the conversation and say, obviously, a training schedule is going to affect both of us and it's going to affect our family. I don't want it to disrupt our family any more than necessary. I would want to work with you on a training schedule that makes sense. I'm willing to ask my friends for help. I'm willing to turn to my tribe for support in this, but I can't do this unless you have my back. And then you work with him on a training schedule that makes sense. I've talked about this on the show before, and since you're a new listener, you don't know this. But one of the things that makes me totally batty and happened all the time when I worked back in um, Massachusetts is there was this bike race called the Pan Mass Challenge. And it's like this three-day bike race. And any time somebody was training for that sucker, I would end up seeing these people in my office for couples counseling. Because people who are training like this in doing these things get super entitled that they are deserving of the time for training, that they deserve to have the four hours on a weekend for a long bike ride, that they have to have the group meetings and the after race meetings and all of this with their little local running club community. And then they assume that their spouses are just going to be supportive because who wouldn't support this big physical challenge? Who wouldn't support this massive fundraising effort? And if you don't support it, there's something wrong with you. Rather than recognizing that we all get to choose our passions, we all get to choose the thing that lights us up. And for some of us, 
the thing that lights us up isn't going to inconvenience anybody. You know me, I love to do a marathon cooking session. And on Sundays, I love low and slow cooking Sundays. My husband is not at all inconvenienced by that because he gets to watch whatever he wants on TV all day. I cook him a nice meal. And then at the end of it, we have our little Sunday tradition. That's the thing that lights me up. You know, I also like doing um, jigsaw puzzles, for example. So at any point in time, you know, there's space taken up on the floor or, you know, God willing, I'll get myself a table in the new house and I'll be able to set myself up and have my own puzzle spot. And it's not going to inconvenience him at all other than having to work around it. But if I get a hobby, like I did when I got into boxing, and I back east, I had a regular boxing schedule, and when I was like super into it, I was boxing six days a week. That affected our schedule because I would, on a Sunday, instead of cooking low and slow, want to come up with something super fast and super healthy because I was working out for two and a half hours on Sunday and I didn't want to ruin the workout with a fattening meal. So I had to have a conversation with him about it. First of all, because the gym expenses went up, but second of all, because suddenly my passion and my interest was taking away time time that he was used to spending with me and I was spending it with other people. Sure, some people are going to approach that dilemma and say that I was just entitled to do what I want and he needed to get used to it, etc., etc. But when you commit to a relationship, that's just total BS. Because when you commit to a relationship, you commit to having the hard talks. I'm sorry your husband didn't come out of the gate saying, yeah, baby, Iron Man, you can do it. But that doesn't mean he won't get there. But he needs to see specifically that it's something that really does light you up, that you're really committed on. He's going to need to know the specifics of a plan, particularly if it's going to start costing a lot of money or an investment like a trip to Hawaii or something like that. But when you start the path, just like when you think back to where you started as a 3K racer or a 5K or a 10K, all of those different steps gave him opportunity to get on board because at some point you did tell him, I want to run the Boston Marathon. I'm going to have to do these long runs that are going to take a couple of hours every other week or so. I hope you'll have my back and watch the kids. At some point, a conversation like that happened because that's my guess. If you just got in shape for this race, that's what you've been doing. So he can support you and he can have your back. But of course, he's going to react with personal anxiety when he can't see how it's going to work for him. You absolutely can make room for this dream because at some point you might decide that training for this is just more important to you than coaching the youth sports team. Or you're going to decide that you don't need those weekly coffee dates. Sorry, former client, but like you may decide that you don't want that for yourself because you'd rather give that free time to your training schedule. You will get to decide what moves and how things shift. And if you communicate to the people who matter, they will absolutely have your back. I have seen kids be incredibly 
incredibly supportive of their parents for these huge physical feats, accomplishments, and physical challenges. But you talk to the kids about it. You say, hey, all the while you've grown up, mom's been into running and you've seen me do the track and you've seen me do the treadmill and you've seen me run the races. I love having you and your signs on the side of the road. And now mommy has a new dream. But in order to do it, I need your help. And you're just going to have an open conversation with them too. Everybody can get on board when they know more specifically what they're getting on board for. And the only way you're going to be able to have that conversation is to find out for yourself. So start at the beginning, figure out what's expected, what's necessary, what you need to learn first. Start learning it. Start moving through the world as if you're training for Ironman and then see what happens next. When the hard conversations need to happen, have them. When you realize that there's a problem in scheduling, figure it out and ask for help. Lean on your tribe. Talk to moms of kids that your kids are friends with and say, hey, can you do a play date? Can we do a swap? Can we work this out? I'm trying for this thing. You can reach out and ask for help. That's the road. Like if you think about the Olympics, if you think about, which is like my personal obsession, but if you think about all the stories we hear before Olympic Games, all the people who came together to support a dream. Sometimes we see entire towns involved. You can do all kinds of things. You can solve the money dilemma. You can solve the time dilemma, but you just need to get started. And you're not going to solve those problems until you do. So uh, lace up those sneakers again, get going, figure out what you need to learn. And I really hope you have a source for open water swimming that's warmer than what you're going to find in Massachusetts. Holy hell, that's going to be a challenge unto itself. So thanks so much for writing in and um, reaching out. Um, again, please do say hi to your friend. It's so awesome when I get these little blasts from the past. I absolutely love it. It totally lights me up and makes my day. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for reaching out. I hope that uh, this answer helps you get started and and uh, let us know what happens next, okay? Send me the update. To anyone else listening who wants my two cents on your problem, you know how to find me. Hopefully by now, I tell you every week, but in case you missed it, heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Send me an email. I'll get my eyeballs on your situation and I'll make it an episode for a future show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bye for now.